and then my crops spelt out the word crap. And like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't know how the aliens got here, but they're writing us messages. Nerd on. What is everyone? Welcome to Nerd on the Podcast You Didn't Need But You Deserve, where all levels of nerd are welcome, whether or not you can see the colors. What can we do when the world is dying and we don't know what to do? We listen, we look for others like us, but most importantly, we break apart the sky with today's topic, fast color. Fast. That's for Tom. That's for Tom. (laughs) He can have the notes for later. That's right. That is today's topic. Uh, the movie Fast Color that came out last year. But before we get too far into it, I'm Corey. I'm Caitlin. I'm Tom. Ali. <laughs> and I am Josh. And this episode is brought to you in part by the Nerd On Nation that is powered by Patreon. Patreon. As a member of the Nerd On Nation, you do get fun stuff. Like exclusive episodes that are just for you. That's what exclusive means. Just Pretty for you. Or exclusives, as I call them. Exclusives. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get to uh, the Discord server where you can talk to us and other members of the NerdOn Nation, but there's lots of fun perks. You can check that out at nerdon.io backslash Patreon. And if you want to further support the show, you can check out our affiliates or our partners on nerdon.tv backslash partners, and you can shop and support at the same time. A little bit of each purchase does go to us, helping us to grow and to get better. But yeah, check that be out. Be the best we can be. Yes. And that is a housekeeping. Done. For the first time, we're In doing for- it again. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wow. I know. Okay. I, that's my favorite stupid thing that I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's just Apple shit. For the first time ever, we're doing it again. Shut the fuck up. Uh, but what I was saying wow, is, well. we're going to continue this February uh, black appreciation film media celebration, celebration with this film. Um, because which, for some reason we only get one month a year. Yeah, I'm super <laughs> excited about it. We had to take a little break last week, but now we're back into it. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna start off with our first segment of the show. And since this is a completed piece of film art media in the world, <gasps> at the end of this episode we're gonna rate it, and that means right now we're going to guess that grump. The and this is, this is just for the audience members. Yeah. You've heard them sing this now, probably for the 50th time. You. Okay. So um, challenge out there. If you want this to be different, you can please. send us in whatever you want. If you want it to be different, Yo. then you, you submit. Send. Yo. Send whatever interstitial gonna, you'd prefer to hear. I'll open it up. And you won't hear them anymore. Slip and slide into Tall Dark Not Ugly's Instagram for the song you want. For oh, that. No, no. But no, no. wait, let's throw it back in. Let's throw it back in. Guess that Grump is a segment on our show where we rate a, a completed work uh, one out of five in the Charlie, which is zero out of five stars. Mm-hmm. Whoever rates it the lowest of the, is the Grump of the Week, even if it's a 4.9. If everyone else wrote it, wrote it, wrote it at a 5, Rotoscope then that 4.9 yep. is, is the Grump of the Week. So since I always explain it, uh, Tom can go first. I'm going to guess the Grump of this episode will be Josh. Wow. No, that's a dumb. I just like, I don't want to say Ollie. <laughs> it's oh, Ollie, though. Say it. It's Ollie. Okay. Say, speak from your heart. It's always Ollie. 
Okay, Ollie, Ollie what you got? Ollie, what you got? Um, fast color, fast color. I'm gonna go with Tom, and it's not out of spite. Okay. Purely out of spite, I'm gonna say Tom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Caitlin. Uh, Ollie. Okay. Oh wow. Okay, so we got two on Tom, two on Ollie. Uh, bleh. you know what? Just to mix it up, let's <laughs> I go. I was like, "What? Whose name is that?" Let's go. Let's go, Josh. Just to mix it <laughs> he up. You wanted to pick me. It's okay. No, I didn't. Uh, and the Nerd on Nation guessed me. Mm. Oh, as the Grump of the Week. Oh no! Fun fact: Like <laughs> Corey requested this episode to be done. So again, <laughs> we like didn't I said, necessarily know only that. love for my Nerd on Nation. All my nerds out there, welcome to the neighborhood. Nerdberhood. <laughs> nerdberhood. Yeah, I love that. But TM. What the hell? Sometimes. <laughs> what the hell? They can't know the inner workings of what happens yeah, they in this know. room. They get me right a lot. So I'm just saying. They should know well, me a little better than this. Well, you're a safe bet. They should know me a little better People than tend this. to get oh, more information oh, from oh. you even okay. more than they prefer they to get. To so. I play things a little close to the chest. He does. He um, does. So I'm there not, it is. I'm not an open book. I'm a scrolling image exactly. that just keeps going on and on. <laughs> you too could participate as part of the Nerd on Nation if you would like to guess that grump. On our Patreon, please join. Go to nerdon.io backslash Patreon and join the Nerd On Nation and or the Nerdberhood. And you become Today. a guest you get a shout out. Gator. No, stop that. No, stop that. No more. No more. Uh, but so, at the end of the episode, we'll shout out who got it right yes, if they did. So uh, now we'll move on to the complete spoiler of that, which is going to be our uh, initial reactions and our first impressions. And I will go first. Okay. Uh, so... First time I had heard, even knew this film existed, was listening to my good old friend Mark. You know, good old Mark. You know, Mark Bernardin. Just your buddy. <laughs> yeah. Buddy. And, uh, uh, technically, you, Fat Man Beyond. You got, he has sent you a video. Yeah, so. he has. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Mark Bernardin, who's a host on Fat Man Beyond with Kevin Smith, talked about this film. Or Black Man Beyond. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he talked about how it was kind of like echoing a little bit of the Scorsese-ishness of like, how films, blah, 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 don't get da, 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 da. But it, it put it on the radar. And he said, well, his pitch was like, it's like the X-Men movie you never knew you needed. Um, and he's always had this, like, I want to do a Storm movie. And so I was like, okay, that'd be cool. So hearing about this film and then seeing the trailer, I was like, yeah, for sure I watched this. It looks like an independently done film. And it looks like it has more of a nuanced message of importance of family and generations and motherhood um, and creation and preserving our future more than just like destroy all the things to protect all the things um that typically white people superhero things do um and uh i never watched it until Corey and i had to go watch it for this episode um had to just you know he just dragged say, wow. me through the mud and be like had wow. to. but like i had been wanting to watch it and then Corey later on was like, oh, I want to watch Fast Guns. I was like, how the fuck do you know about this shit? <laughs> um, and so when we watched it, I definitely was on the edge of my seat because when you get a film like this, um, at, least, at least for me, because I've you know made it my life journey to create films, uh, you definitely take a lot of notes of like, how did they do things that I think I could do with a similar or such a budget? Um, mm. and, Super small budget. Yeah, and the things that I, I picked up and I loved was... The fact that no matter what the story kind of always remained, it's the same thing. And there are bits and pieces of the ghost that happened before the film that lead you into like this journey. And it's a bit of a subversion of like typically the hero um, story ends when they go home. But this story continues and it's much more about the growth and um, healing of what uh, families can do for each other. 
so I, I walked out watching the film uh, touched, moved, um, because I think, um, you know, when even if it's a whisper, uh, a message uh, so important that's very rare is much more powerful than a message that we're beating like all the time. And mm. so it's like, be good. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, but then a story about kind of like what does Peter say? Feeding a dead horse? No, feeding a uh, not dead horse. I don't know what they had, they. There was a list that Peter oh, came feeding out with. a fed horse. That's what it is. Feeding a fed horse. So there's multiple <laughs> ways to pet a cat. Yeah. Um. So because you can't have But uh. So I really enjoyed that this film was uh much more about the the maternal strength of and and also just the power of women, um. In a way that it's inside the genre or the the ongoing narrative of what superhero films are quote unquote supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next. Well then. Ali, let's um, go down the line. I, yeah, I mean, I didn't have much information or anything going into this. Um, and I really enjoyed uh, going into it. I really liked the, the casting. I really liked the acting. And the setup was like, it gets you right away. Kind of hooks you in. Really interesting setup. Um, for me, though, watching through it, uh, I ultimately didn't have like the emotional connection that I wish I had for these characters. Um and so it kind of fell a little flat to me towards the end, but the messaging was all there. It just wasn't as emotionally poignant, as emotionally poignant as I wanted it to be. But it was hot word of the month. I guess so. Emotionally poignant. Poignant. Oh yeah. Emotions. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't. I don't know. What Emotional. You were to. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, I thought I thought it was a really like good movie, but it just fell a little flat for me. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Judge okay. Um, I'll be perfectly honest. At the get go, at the first as it started, I honestly didn't know what to expect. And I think putting myself on the chopping block, I still put it under expectations because it's a kind of a superhero movie. And I was like, Oh, what's it trying to like, probably a few minutes in, I was like, Oh, got it. This is what this kind of movie is. And from then on, I was like, cool. I'm in. Um, just took a sec. It just took a second. Um, but once I did get it, I was like, dope, 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 dope. This is cool. Uh, I do love, all the performances, uh, all three of the mains, uh, I do include the daughter, uh, the breakfast, the, lunch, the, and dinner. The the mini the mini person, mm-hmm. uh, the child, <laughs> Tom's face as, as one of the mains. Um, it was just it was an interesting thing to to watch within this quote genre. Um, we'll get more into that, just yeah. like specific mm-hmm. things that I just really loved about it. Um, but yeah, Caitlin, I really enjoyed this movie, but. It was really slow in the beginning. Like, Mm. it took a really long time for me to feel like I was really in it all the way. Mm -hmm. Like, I I, I feel like I was paying attention to, like, non-important things. The the moles. I was paying attention to moles when I didn't need to pay attention to moles. But then when I got to about 70% of the way through, I was, like, completely hooked. And I was like, ah. So I found myself wishing that there was that sooner. But I also liked the, like, gradual, like, I liked the setup. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't, yeah. It was it was good. It was you good. like the movie? I like the movie. Oh. Uh, oh. My turn. And this is why the Nerd on Nation, I love y'all. But damn, um, baby. Damn, baby. Uh, I I love this movie. There's, there's a couple things in film that I really love. I love grounded superhero films. Like it's, it's such a weakness for me. Uh, it's for the reason I love Logan. It's the reason I love Unbreakable. And I love that. What are you smiling about? Go on. I want to hear your list. Oh, uh, and I love this. So like, 
being able to connect these powers with, like Tom said, something important, something that's that could almost be realistic. Like, look, I love Avengers, but none of that shit's going to happen. This, I could be even more believable. Like, I could be mm-hmm. like, I could happen in a small town. Like, these are the things you see on the, it's like, and then my crops spelt out the word crap. And like, you know what I mean? Like, we don't know how the aliens <laughs> got here, but they're writing us messages. Well, I was so waiting like, for your list to expand and be like, I love stories about different generations and reconnecting, like father-son stories. I do <laughs> love, well, here's the thing. I do love family stories and reconnecting, but I also love slow burns. So like, this hit a lot of check marks for me. Um, and I, I I really do love the subversion of of superhero genres and and making it something where the powers aren't necessarily the foreground. They help progress the story, mm-hmm. but what's really happening is the connection of people within that. Yeah. And the powers could be the part of the reason people are disconnected or, or reconnected. Well, the cool thing about this is that the powers in this film are like a mechanism that allow you to kind of understand what's actually being said. Mm-hmm. Like an unbreakable, like it's talking about like how he his one weakness is water mm-hmm. and it's because he's never been able to get through that one trauma in his life yeah and then also that he's unbreakable because like how is he impervious to things but also like how we are numb to society yeah um and so like the message through this of like them constantly saying nothing that is broken can ever be fixed and then you know applying that to the the lead in mm-hmm. this like she's technically broken and by the end of it you know they figure out what needs to be done um I just thought it was wonderful. I thought it was wonderful writing. I think, like Josh said, the acting is like some of the best I've seen in a small budget film in a long time. And the amount of money they spent on this film to make it happen is is unbelievable to me. Uh, like the little amount of money they spent to still oh, to oh, still oh. make it succeed. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm in love with this film. So, so now that uh, gives a little bit of uh, understanding of what the ratings will be at the end, we'll move on to uh, the next two segments, which is are going to be our brief synopsis and our production. So, <gasps> help me out with this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, brief synopsis. Um, we start out with Ruth. Yes. And she is... On the run. ...has broken out of a place where uh, we are assumed that she was kept under captivity under not great circumstances. and ties on her wrists. Yeah, and she's running. And... Um, from what we hear from diegetic and non-diegetic audio, um, the, wor- the 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 wor- the rain has stopped. Rain has stopped happening, and Eight all years. the wells have dried up. So there hasn't been water. It's a new dust bowl for the entire, as we know, country, maybe the world. Um, and we don't know why or what's hope. So the entire outlook on the world is that we're running out of our one major resource in the world, which is water. Yep. So she checks into this hotel, and this is kind of where they drive the point home about water. The room is $36, and half a gallon of water is like, what, 25? So it's 50 for a full, something. 26 for a half. Yeah. So it's it's almost the same price of the room and for mm-hmm. half a gallon of water. She's there. She cleans herself up with the water that she has because you have to use that to clean yourself. And if you know me, baby, any type of scene that has cleaning yourself is very important. Yeah. Um, and uh, she has one of her first of the films and what tends to be a ghost of the film is seizure. seizure. Um, and the seizure creates tremors and moves tectonic plates under the ground. Um, after the aftermath of that event, she is followed by somebody. We don't know. So she's on the run. She breaks into a car. She's driving away. And uh, she's at a diner. And she has no money. And a uh, a nice stranger uh, offers to buy her some coffee. Same and, Bill? Yeah. Bill. And coffee is, you know, part of water. So it's definitely expensive. 
um, and this helpful stranger. Actually, I think I think it's not even coffee. I think they say that. They're like, like, I miss coffee. Oh, it's, it's some sh- sort it's of shit like coffee. shit. It's like powdered. an instant something. It's made shit. with like not water. Yeah, yeah. it's shit made co- with something else. Anyways, it's shit coffee. And uh, for one person, they think it's shit. And then for Ruth, it's wonderful because she doesn't have the luxury of life to have that thing. Um, and uh, her car that she stole is being looked at by a police officer. So uh, the helpful stranger. Bill says, hey, honey, yeah, over here. Takes her in. And they go driving away. And she says, I'm heading off to this direction. And more and more throughout this drive, you find out that he has actually been under her. He's a scientist. And he tries to sedate her. But uh, she's able to escape, also wounding him. And, uh, Shooting she, him in the hand. Yeah. And then she uh, goes off to a bar to just get food and eat for the night. And then at the same time, this car that got stopped and she broke out of becomes a crime scene. Yeah. And then we get the sheriff who is tracking her down and tracking whatever's going on. And uh, so we have now this organization that's after her because trying to figure out what her powers can do, how it could save the world. She goes and to this house. The sheriff who's also trying to find her. So she ends up at this farmhouse where she meets uh, her mother and her daughter. and Her daughter uh, who never knew her. Yes. And we find out that she is not alone. She has, there are, her rest of her family, her bloodline has powers The too. women in her family. Um, and they're a little bit different. Most of it is around disassembling things and recreating things. But the number one rule is you can never create something that's already broken. Um, and so Ruth goes through this journey of trying to reconnect with her family, reading the family journals, as well as trying yep. to reconnect with her powers. You Stay- find out, yeah, I was gonna say, you find out through that that she used to have powers, but then uh, these seizures started happening, so she became addicted to drugs and alcohol. She's been sober, and they stopped for a while, but now they're back. Yes. And so she's totally cut off from her powers at this point. When she, um, uh, w- when she was under influence or addicted to it all, she uh, realized it's not safe for her, her child mm-hmm. and then dropped her child off um, to her mother. Um, and left. Bo. And um, we find out that the sheriff who's been tracking them down is actually her father. Mm-hmm. And then um, the entire time, the granddaughter, uh, so Ruth's daughter, had no idea of anything of her parents or grandparents, anything like that. Um, but the entire time, uh, she's trying to fix this truck. And uh, she ends up stealing web, uh, items to make that stuff. And the reason why she wanted to fix up the truck is to leave. Because Bo has been keeping her there to keep her safe. Because the world doesn't understand what yeah. they are. Um, there's a final climactic moment where uh, the scientist organization is like, well, you have to do whatever you can to find her, da-da-da, at any force necessary. It's like, hey, well, let's try to protect her because she can, do, she can save the world. Um, and the climax is that they kidnapped the the youngest daughter. The daughter. Um, they take her to in town, the sheriff's department, and completely uh, take it over. And the sheriff Ruth has a seizure, but figures out how to stop it yes. and use her powers. And she sees what's known as throughout the film as the colors for the first time, which yeah. is after these women use their powers, they can kind of see like this an energy running through the world for a while. And when the she, more you use it, the longer you can see the colors. And when she does it, she breaks apart the sky, creates clouds, and then mm-hmm. gets a couple raindrops. Yeah, which is uh, her mom used to tell her this story about this other girl who her mom, quote unquote, made up. Because she wanted to make sure that Ruth felt included. And she was like, she would tell me the story about this girl who could break apart the sky, you know, like me. And I, she just made it, made it up so I would feel not like a freak. And then at the very end of the film, uh, Ruth does that, such as that, breaks apart the sky and reigns over the entire town. For the which, first time uh, in eight years. Yeah, the climax is taking place. And then it's the grandmother, Bo, who... Uh, Gives herself up. Who says... Who literally dissolves the the scientists and the whatever organizations guns. guns away and says you are going to listen and I'm going to give you everything you want but you take me instead of this girl 
And then so now we get the mother, Ruth and her daughter reunited and they drive off away with the final note from… Yeah, she says, Grandma wanted you to have this. And, and it says that the girl in the story was real. She's in Rome and there's others like us. Go break apart the sky. Yeah. And then it ends. Yeah. Quite hopeful note. That yeah. was like five hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. too bad. About, yeah. About there. So… The production. Uh, it is distributed by Code Black Films, which has done films such as Traffic, Addicted, and comedy specials such as Kevin Hart, Let Me Explain. Uh, director is Julia Hart, who has directed such films such as Miss Stevens, finishing post-production now currently on Stargirl, and I'm Your Keeper. I'm Your Woman. It didn't have a wraparound on the little thing, so I messed up there. Mm. So the producers ah. is Jordan Horowitz, who is Julia Hart's husband. Um, they are partners together, um, and he's produced films such as Are You Here, La La Land, and Save the Date. Mm-hmm. Corey's favorite. Um, and the other La producers La are going to be uh, Mickey Liddell, who's done The Haunting of Molly Hartley, The Grey, and The Devil's Hand. Pete Shalaman, who has done Jacob's Ladder, Megan Levy, and Jackie. The writers is uh, the team up, Julia Hart and her husband, Jordan Horowitz, who has done Keeping the Room, Miss Stevens, I'm Your Woman. And then the cast mm. is Gugu Umbatara. Who is uh, who has done films such as Beyond the Lights, Mellows Brooklyn, The Cloverfield Paradox, and also has been in Apple Plus's show. Good morning, Good morning, morning, morning show. show. I just yeah. learned that today. Um, <laughs> Lorraine Toussaint, who plays the the mother, mother, Bo, the the matriarch. Yes. Um, who has been in films such as Middle of Nowhere, Orange Is New Black, the show on Netflix, and Selma. Sanaya Sydney, who has been in Fences, Hidden Figures, American Horror Story show. And Christopher Denham, who's been in Duplicity, Argo, and Shutter Island. That's your boy, Corey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and David Strathairn, which was really surprising to, when I saw that, uh, who's been in Lincoln, Godzilla, and The Bourne Ultimatum. Yeah. Release date for the film uh, first from South by Southwest uh, Festival was March 10, 2018. And in April for U.S. release in 2000, April 9th, 2019. I believe it was only 25 theaters. Yes. Uh, Runtime was 102 minutes. Uh, and... Corey, help me out with this. I didn't see a budget. Uh, I didn't see a budget either. Okay. I just know that they made some sort of profit off of seventy six thousand. Yeah, the uh, total gross, gross is seventy six thousand dollars and nine hundred seven six thousand nine hundred sixteen. So that tells you how much money they were working with. Wow. They still Whoa. and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but what I read was that they still turned a profit off that. Yeah. So that means their budget was well, and I've nothing. Worked, I've worked on films that were twice like quadrupled this, yeah. and they didn't make anything. Yeah. Um, and Rotten Tomato score is 82% for critics and 68% for audience. Mm-hmm. And there I think go. I'm done with this. Yeah. Nice. Every time. Throw it away. He's talking about the paper. Yeah. Or not the, the paper. movie, y'all. <laughs> uh, so, brings us into our meat and potatoes, the milk and cereal, the rain and the desert. Can I Can I start? Yeah, Cause please. This one was, it was actually very, very important. And the, uh, So, it's the kind of the climax of the movie when she discovers her powers again. Um, and she kind of goes through this memory and she is basically cleansed. She is baptized by the rain that she has caused. Mm-hmm. And she discovers her powers and the the colors were beautiful. But this is the reason why it was so important to me because that I think is because when movies deal with addiction, mm-hmm. oftentimes, probably nine times out of ten, they have to have a relapse in order to have their big aha moment. Right. And she didn't. And I was like, thank you. Mm-hmm. You do not have to have a relapse in order to see the light or to make a change or whatever. Like something that else can, can come, cause it. Something else that can be a cleansing, that can be a, a clarity, healing moment. moment. Of clarity. Yeah, can cause that. And so and for it was, her, it was seeing her daughter's face in her memory. Mm-hmm. What yeah. Ju- Julia Hart said, uh, she wrote the film um, because she had just become a mother. 
and she had just recently worked on a screenplay because she was a screenplay writer, and then someone else directed the film that she had written, um, and she didn't really uh, agree with some of the decisions that the male director did about women. Um, And so she made this film, and she wanted to have that connecting through line that she connects with her powers back um, because of her mother, but then she's able to control it because of her daughter. Mm -hmm. And so there's a connection of, like, because not because like you're not only tied by your past, but you're not only living for your future. Yeah. Right. And so there is this like through line of like you don't have to have that relapse. You can just connect and find that come to Jesus moment because of your You may family. have everything you need. Yeah. It's just yeah. a matter of looking at it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I I mean that's a really good way to put it. And like to build on what you were saying, she also wrote it with Gugu in mind. She saw her, I forget what movie it was in. Something um, about lights. Uh, uh Beyond the Lights. Beyond the Lights. She saw her in that film and was like, all right. Here we go. Yeah, and wrote the film specifically with her in mind. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was there's actually a wonderful interview if you look it up where they're at a live audience and Gugu finds out she's yeah. like, I had no idea that you wrote this about me, but like, okay, great, that's like that's amazing. I'm so glad I got to do this because they asked like, well, how do you feel knowing she wrote it for you? She's like, I found out two minutes ago when you asked her <laughs> why she wrote it for me. Um, I think one of my favorite little things um is the uh when she's trying to do the bowl on her own. And a little subtle hint in the background where you see a cloud form for mm-hmm. half a second yeah. and then it dissipates. Uh, I just, I love attention to detail to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and while it, I didn't pick up on it exactly the first time I watched it, going back a second time, knowing what it was, I was like, it's a really, because I thought it was just like, oh, she accidentally did it to something around her. Like she accidentally broke broke apart a cloud or something like that. Or mm-hmm. she's, cha- you know, she moves tectonic plates. So maybe she just moved something. Uh, but going back and, and seeing that like she was just misinterpreting her own power. She's Storm. Yeah, she's Storm. This she's... would be like, yo, I'm into it. I'm into it. I want to see a Storm origin at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that I that little attention to detail in the background, there's little moments like that throughout that I just really appreciate in uh, in, in her storytelling. Um, for moi, I, I really, really enjoyed um, this. Uh, I guess the iconography they were trying to make with the cinematography. It's like, I don't, it's not like I 100% praise the cinematography, but it's like some of the imagery they were trying to make with color, which I really appreciate. Not just the fast color, which we see, yeah. but more like how um, you light characters and then the sky is also purple. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, again, I need richness in films. I need mm-hmm. uh, something that's not just muted colors because why, why? Yeah, like I want to shout out the wardrobe also. Yeah, like the wardrobe. Whoever did the wardrobe on this is fantastic. Uh, it was really like really beautiful, contrasting colors, and um, yeah. And so I really just I I just found that the film was so much fi- so filled with emotion in its frame without it having to have music play, without it having to have like soliloquies and stuff like Padding. and like some like speech or something like that. But they're just like real like if you looked at the frame you can kind of already tell what's going on mm-hmm. and you can tell where the character states are at um and so i mean that's it's used when they're in the shopping smart that's used when they're in the car and it's like i guess the color grading is what i would say like this is like a really strong point because and that's something i think that a lot of major m- movies are are missing but then a lot of indie films and like even for myself like i make sure i'm like I need to make sure my shit's color graded. Not just corrected, graded. Because I mm-hmm. refuse to just be like, yeah, just shoot it and fucking p- ship it out. It's like, 
Jesus no. Christ. There's a whole department built for this and you just like sleep on it because it's like, it's, we got to get the CGI it, in. And like, shout out, I'm teaching myself how to color grade currently. It's not easy. It's the hardest part of editing for me. One, mm-hmm. like, it is the least intuitive thing to do, especially because like, the way human eyes work is you do start seeing different colors after a while. So now I've had to set up a my own eye white balance board next to my computer to stare at for 10 seconds and then come back to the, the screen and go, that looks like shit. Let's it's pretty much again. like if you're playing uh, Dragon Force on Guitar Hero and you look <laughs> off and you're like, oh, the, the wall's shifting. Um, but like... Oh uh, my God, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, right? That's totally true. You yeah. have DDR. Uh, oh yeah. Um, but like, uh, actually to talk about that point, when I was in school, we had editing textbooks and one I remember one specific page was like talking about Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. and like the way that Gandalf is lit in the Shire is impossible. Like you have to color grade to have that. Yeah. Like his face is definitely color graded so that his his skin tones come out more than his grays on his actual wardrobe. Gotcha. And so like you have to do different layers for those things. Mm-hmm. And so those are the minutia that go into something like this that like I think this film paid attention to. Yeah. Mm. Um. I mean, you can knock it for like not having all the CGI and all stuff. Like, but also what else is going to do that with less than a hundred thousand dollars? Right. And so like to try to convey a story, a scope, as well as an environment that you're playing with and also going to manipulate is, to me, really impressive. And I remember I was telling Corey, I was like, like they, they started playing music at a jukebox. I'm like, oh, all the, all the money went to this. And then all of a sudden I saw like the bowl, like the bowl move. I was like, oh, actually, there's where the money went. <laughs> I get it. There's all I their money. Because um, I'm sure everyone did this for next to nothing, all the actors. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone? Oh, yeah. I mean, I got tons more. The car scene for me, like the diner to the car scene with Bill. Yeah. I thought was some of the most intriguing dialogue written in the film. Like his whole build up talking about his wife and his kids and like Come on, that, help, like, help me out. Let me tell my wife I helped somebody out. Yeah. And like I honestly like I it was such I think it was written in a well way. The first time I watched it, I kept going back and forth about him. I was like, there were moments where I was like, is he gonna try? I mean, I never knew well, for I a thought, second I that. I thought he, he was, was your boy because he was chill white dude with a beard. Mm. For a second, he yeah, it was like But you know what? He wasn't old. Right. He, he wasn't, wasn't old The sheriff enough. was. The sheriff was the chill white guy with the beard. <laughs> yeah. And that's why he's one of my favorite characters. There it is. Uh, so, but like, I really liked their play with, is he good? Is he bad? And I never yeah. for a second suspected he was an agent. I always figured he was like either trying to pick up on her, didn't have a wife and kids or something like that. Um, but like, I, 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 that whole from the diner to the moment she shot him in the hand and broke he, out of the he car. He was John Hammond. A little removed from reality, yeah. but not a bad and guy. And I thought the actors, I mean, they're, they're, their scene work together was was really great. That mm. car scene uh, is is absolutely fantastic because she lets her guard down for that second. And then I forget exactly what word he says. He says something and she immediately just kind of like, it's a little body shift, but you're well, like- Well, no, he says, he's like, oh, it's like, you know, the police are looking for you know someone that like, there's a big like earthquake that happened over That's at what it hotel. was. He's at the earthquake and, and she immediately is just like- And he's like, do you think that, you do you think that police officer just showed up out of nowhere, Ruth? Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a so, good, um, look over here, look over here, look over here. Oh, hey. Yeah. BT dub. And then like her, her immediately, like I love the fact that she was going to sh- kill him. Oh, Put yeah. The guns she out fucking, of bullets, but yeah. she was click, click, and then has to get out. And I was like, oh, damn, she's like in it to win it. Like yeah. she is not getting caught today. Not messing around. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> not and, today. And that's the thing where it's like, you have to remember that this is the typically, this is the, technically the end of the world. Yeah. Like water is not a thing anymore. Like there is no running water. There like and that's what I actually I I'm sorry, it's gonna be me and Corey show. Uh but like <laughs> the uh opening I thought was so effective. 
the opening of the entire film, like getting to like right to the the first seizure, like from beginning to end, all of that was like such a good like. This is tonality. This is conveyance. Mm. This is character. This is world. Yeah. Um, because it gave you uh, a sense of tension, but also a sense of dread. Um, that like oh, and her looking time, at all the different cars. But to every see time if any she of them bought something, keys in them. Every time she bought something was just such a like a oh, fuck. She has no fucking money. Yeah, and I'm just like that's the world. It's not. Oh, let's just shoot the zombies and the you know apocalyptic nuclear holocaust. Let's just shoot, you know it's not fun. It's not like the high octane Mad Maxiness. It's like this is the dread and this is like how you still try to maintain society without the anarchy. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, for me, the the when the mom is smoking oh, and like takes oh, apart man. the cigarette and is just like absentmindedly. No, just like the enjoying the, herself before that, just like playing with it, kind of like oh, I'm gonna finish smoking this, but I'm gonna play with it for a minute. That's, like that, that was just having the moment great. to herself. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That of using her powers and like it's kind of like a freeing moment, like a and she no, because that's on my list as well. And the daughter's yeah, 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 yeah. and then she puts it back together. And the, I love like, that. I love when she put it back together. Yeah, and takes a takes a little hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's bad for you, Jesus, yeah, and then. Yeah. Drops it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it you know falls broken apart, and then shh, still lit. Yeah. Loved it. Uh, same with the uh, the daughter with the bowl stealing the items. Oh, oh, oh yeah, that was yep. That's and on the, my list like, for the sure. The first time I watched it, uh, I keep saying the first time. I know I keep saying that. I'm, I apologize. Sound like a fucking broken record. But the first time I watched it, when the mom was like, "Is this all you need?" I was like, or "The grandma." I mean, "Is this all you need?" I was like. Is she just is her power like is she just good at fixing things? Because that's not a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's I was thinking that too. Oh, I was like, like, oh, is she forge? Is she forge? Can I was she like, is she forge? <laughs> uh, but then like you know the the scene where the grandma confronts her about it. Where did you get these tools? I, I, I found I them. Yeah, They're brand new, baby. Yeah, so good. Uh, Ali, um, the rain at the end was um, pretty, like a good. Like, it was pretty poignant. Hey! Uh, <laughs> not the doom PB server. Um, that was kind of like a that was a nice moment, you know, just of her, just like wait, exactly what you said, coming out like being cleansed and of of her, of her past, of her sins, yeah, and yeah, having that like intense character moment. And of course, um, she plays it really well. Yeah, yeah. Gugu kills. Oh it. man, she's so talented. Yeah, um, I I I stand for you, Gugu. But I am going to say every time I said your name, I thought of Jordan Peele, Gugu Gaga, Gugu Gaga. Um, but I will say this: so Total Force Whitaker. Now I realize what my absolute favorite part is. Okay, is the motif of uh, Bo, and she said I was much more familiar with my the uh, seeing behind my daughter. Then oh, like her oh, face. Yeah. I was, I was, and at the very end, when the granddaughter, the granddaughter leaves, but then it's not even that. It's when Ruth uh, grabs her, put in the car, and the last thing she does is look back to see her mom. Mm-hmm. And so she, the now Bo, no longer needs to only have memories of the back of her child's head, but also could see like her, like Ruth. be free. Yeah. And so I was like, the last thing she sees I was is like, her face. That shit got me, and I'm like, and the G move of. Putting the door back together. I was going to say that cheeky, it. like yeah. when they're like going towards it and it's just putting it together and they're like looking in the window, like, like hey. oh fuck, yeah. Oh, the moment when she's talking to uh, oh, what is the policeman's name? Bill. Remember Bill? Uh, and he's like, are you the you scientist know, worried guy? about? Oh no, no, the her, dad. Yeah, the dad. The dad. Uh, where she's like, no, I'm, I'm worried. I can stop them. Yeah, 
Like that's why she doesn't want to go. I was like, I, was oh. like oh. I mean, and that's let's a, do this. And that's, that's, <laughs> let's do this. I think that's a really uh, poignant thing to talk about. Where it's just like there, yeah, there is that sense uh, of greatness. I think that a lot of women, um, especially women who women who are mothers who are not women's women's who are who, women's who are mothers is. Uh, who are definitely not given a lot of the spotlight of being like, you have so much strength because you literally create life. And that that strength is something that has never been given a lot of praise. And so when the time comes, it's like, what do you do when like a bear attacks your child? Like, I'm afraid for the bear. Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm afraid for the car that tends to like almost threaten the life of my child. And like, those are like, Factual things that have been recorded have happened, but it's like like moms lifting up. Yeah, cars. I'm not logged in here with you. You're locked in here with, with me. me. <laughs> and so I mean, like that's like a really cool thing where it's kind of like when push comes to shove, but also like the fear of your own greatness. Mm. I think is a really cool thing that the film tries to do with with power. And like the thing about the superpower, it isn't like I, you know I made a snide comment about it, but it isn't about like. I have super strength and super speed. My power is I could shoot beams out of my eyes and destroy mountains. It's more like I can create things. I can build the things that you need. And it's like that power isn't the glorified one, but it's the one that we actually do need when everything, after all of the destruction that has been made. Like mm-hmm. who rebuilds those buildings? Who like mends those wounds that have been like, like were they're like now bleeding out. It's like, oh, I can recreate fibers in your body that can like do that for you mm-hmm. um who can chat who can reattach to the broken ties of family and like this film argues that this is the the maternal duty but also the obligation yeah. that you know it's not only you're propagating life but also you're still connecting to it and mm. like actually i think re- one great scene that i really liked and i think it's kind of it's for the most part silent other than like murmurs and just sound design shit or mixing uh, is the second night or the third night um, that Ruth is at home and it's just a shot of them all getting breakfast. Yeah. And it's like business as usual. This is a normal life. This is what they can have. No one's talking to each other. Serial time. And the night before they had had a major fight. Yeah. yeah. Which is I, what I, I dug about that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I also loved the uh, Bo's story about I like her. And the, almost said Gugaga. I almost said the grandma, oh. but the um, Bo's story about her and the, her father. Uh, about like uh, Gugu's father Ruth's father sneaking out every night you know going to the bleachers having a uh, secret code and you know the way they met where he came over and bought her candy and like you know the mom found out and was like you can't see him and then it was almost a year but he still waited for her and he's like and then we started it up again and my mom didn't find out until I was pregnant with you so you know sometimes love just can't be stopped and I just I thought that was such a wonderful little story about how she's torn about knowing she's safe within the house, but also knowing that greatness is out there. And so she understands both Ruth and the granddaughter to an, to an extent where she's like, look, I, I know I've been there. I've done it. I've, I've been out there. I fell in love, all that kind of stuff, but people out there don't get us. And you, sometimes you got to sacrifice. I mean, she sacrificed her whole life with, with the the sheriff. Yeah. To protect Ruth. Like he had to stay in town to be the sheriff and, they didn't ever get to see each other. So until he calls and leaves the, you know, the five Secret seconds message. Of, of, uh, of silence. Um, that and the scene between Ruth and the daughter when they're going through the records and she's like, I'm going to, oh, yeah. I'm going to leave on the truck someday. And she's like, why? Because, you know, what else, what else is out there? And she's like, nothing, nothing's out there for us. Like, you have such a great life here. 
you don't even know. And she's like, well, you left. And Ruth's like, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's and a, look where I am. And that's kind of the thing, too. I think there's a funny, you know, there's there's irony within Greek mythology. Um, sons always try to kill the father. Mm-hmm. Um, but then with this, it's kind of like a new American mythology where, like, mothers can always try to tell their child what is best for them or what they can do. But the child, the the daughter will always have to just end up learning by themselves. And I think last year when we actually talked about it on The Notebook. Mm-hmm. And that was something the mother tried to tell Allie. Yeah, about. that scene where she's like, see that guy? Yeah, it's like, I fell in love with him and I never stayed with him. And she, spoilers, everyone. Uh, but yeah, so I, I love the word that. 13 years too late. The, I mean, there's a, those are kind of the tropes that you kind of look forward to. You know, like the dad who like wants their son to be like a star athlete and the kid's actually like, I don't know, a s- smart genius who's like not into sports and shit like that. But like this is more like... Cyborg. <clears throat> uh, a woman will always have to like relive the things of her past through her children. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the daughters will always kind of have that disconnect. Because, I mean, like, we all have been there where it's like, you don't understand me. You don't know what it's like. And it's like, bitch, I fucking know. I've been there. <laughs> I've been uh, there. I mean, I have works? a lot more, but I, I could keep going. Ollie, Josh, Kaylin. I mean, it, it's, uh, from an acting standpoint, uh, I really enjoyed that the uh, Lila, mm-hmm. is that the daughter's name? I yes. really appreciated her acting because I, I was oh, yeah. it was it was realistic for me because mm-hmm. sometimes it, it can be a hit or miss with child actors, and I kept noting like that was, good. That was fantastic. That's really good. Yeah, and so um, I mean it's we'll get into favorite characters yeah. just because that's anyway. let's do it. Favorite character? Oh. Favorite characters? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Sure. Uh, Kaylin. Bo. Second. Uh, okay. uh, the dad. That's what I thought. Okay. Dad. The dad, yeah. yeah. Grandmam and grandpap. Um, for me, favorite character, uh, yeah, it's Bo. And then second, Ruth. Um, the thing about I like about Ruth is that like, even though she's the quote unquote audience surrogate and you're still trying to learn as much as she is, um, she is like, I am going to survive. And no matter mm-hmm. what, at any cost, like I will work here. Um, and then there's still like character to her, like when she gets that one silent moment with the jukebox. Um, and then also like... Or the like tantrum she kind of throws. Like, Are you going to help me or not? Yeah. And there is something like, I, oh. I really like about just what they've done with her character just in terms of design which her first like image you see where there is like these wraps around her wrist. Mm. It's very iconic and almost like a a depressing like remnants of like, you know, slavery as well as like being shackled, um, being like locked up uh, within your own world and prism. Um, that they they use uh, to kind of create strength within the character that like she's been through a lot. And so she, if one thing she can do is take care of herself. Mm-hmm. And then when she goes home, it's not to like, I need refuge. It's kind of like, I I want to try again. And so I, I really like, it's it's also a story of redemption with her. But with Bo, it's like, um, I really just kind of enjoyed that there was a sense of, I don't know how 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 I just say it, other than just mentorship that she had that I think is so missed because most of the time what we find in mentors in common media is that they don't want to be mentors and that it's like mm. the always reluctance and versus like you know try it again hey blah blah that's enough for today you know it's like that kind of warm tenderness that like you know we rom- romanticize trauma we romanticize like oh when I did it, it was so much harder. It's like, why do we want to glorify how difficult it was mm. versus just trying to make things better? And it's, I, I, I'm definitely a proponent of like tough love, but 
you know, one of my main principles I live by is called, it's called brotherly love. But the thing is like, you have to be firm as well as give it to people who are deserving. And so like, you have to sometimes do that tough love, but then also you have to make sure you open your arms no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, mm. uh, Ollie? For character? For character? Um, I would say, uh, um, Ruth mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. be my favorite character. Goo Goo Gaga. Goo Goo Gaga. Uh, second? Secondary? Uh, secondary? Um, probably the sheriff. The dad. The grandpa. Ellis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Ellis. Shout out to the born, born, uh, born man. Yeah. Um, I would have to say, for me, Ruth was the most intriguing. Um, I really liked her characterization in this. Uh, I, like Josh said, I there's a lot of movies I watch about addicts and all that kind of things, and it was refreshing to see kind of a sidestep take of it of a not the road to redemption but the here's my first step yeah into into it um instead of like having to figure out like i need to quit this stuff she's already quit mm-hmm. um she's been sober for a while one thing i do like is now that, she's trying to learn about herself as a sober person but when she starts succeeding in things and mm-hmm. when things happen and music plays with it it's like it's a really it's a profound moment that yeah. i think i was like oh i feel it i but fucking you know, yeah. feel it the, ju- the jukebox no, well, there's a there's music when she like sees the color for the first time oh, and running oh, with oh. it, and there's yeah, music yeah, yeah, at the yeah. very end when she's looking back at her mom. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, those Fuck. were good moments. Um, and then secondary is either, I mean, I think all three were my favorite characters, Bo and uh, you Lila like Bill and, and Ruth, loved Bill, <laughs> fucking loved Bill. But if we're going favorite characters, the three of them, uh, I think their dynamic was just it was written really well. They acted it really well. Clearly. Uh, these three women or two women and and little girl really understood their characters to a fundamental level and understood how to act with each other in their spaces. Yeah. Josh? I was going to say, Coffee it's really place. hard for me to pick between the, the three mains. Um, yeah. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I know. Yeah. Um, I really like them as a trio. Yeah. Each scene that they're all three together, it's really great to see the generational um, chemistry. And just, I think that the actors that... They, they just did a really wonderful job in playing the different generations and the different understandings of the powers and the different uh, understandings of the world. Um, yeah. I mean, that's... So all three, baby. All three. Yeah. I'm going to... I'm going to break it. You're the rule breaker. All three. I technically broke it first. You're Josh the breaker of rules. Well, aren't you oh, cool? No, no, no. I'm just saying. Okay. I, don't, I don't yell at him for it because I, I did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you. I mean, we don't get mad at the devil for all the sins in the world, right? But anyways, uh, wow. so uh, qualms. qualms. Uh, I'm gonna jump on that thing that you just said, Josh, and keeping it to two, baby. Um, yep. I'm gonna say this: uh, Lorraine Toussaint, who plays Bo, wonderful performance. But I'll say this: this is a qualm. This is a dumb qualm. Everyone at home, don't take this seriously. Uh, she does not look like Ruth's mom at all, mainly because she doesn't look like five years older than her. <laughs> and I was just like. Fuck, black don't. She doesn't crack. look five years older. She doesn't look more than five years older. I'm like, she's like not. Oh, yeah. She looked like young. She looked to me very young, and I was like, that's, that's kind of dumb. Own. I yeah. I they look. I like, mean, they didn't look like mother and daughter. Like to me, like it looked like they could be like five to ten years difference. It's kind of mm. like seeing. <laughs> for me, it's like it was like when I saw the graduate and realizing that Dustin Hoffman was only like seven years younger than his dad in the movie. So you're mm-hmm. faulting someone for taking care of their skin. No, I'm not. I say <laughs> I understand. Corey, what did I just fucking say? I, I said this said, isn't a real qualm. I was just like, holy <laughs> shit. Um But I was, it, to me it was more like, God damn. I was like, she probably is age right. Yeah. Like for sure. And I'm not discrediting that at all. But I was like, holy shit. Like 
I was like, that's her mom? Like, and then when I first watched it, I was like, that's her mom? She doesn't. I was like, okay, maybe it was like the aunt. But I was like, oh no, that's the mom. That's mom for sure. <laughs> Cause you know, it's like, like young aunt mom. Yeah. Uh, and then second qualm, um, I think uh, this is just a matter of like, yeah, the 20, 24 year difference. Yeah, matter of budgetary thing. It's like, I think actually between me and my mom. Uh, budgetary difference. Uh, Same with me and my budget, mom. Bu- budgetary issues. It's uh, CG? Just, just certain CG things. And it's not even like overall things. Like, we talked about Bad Boys, and it's like that had fucking $100 million to do it, and it still made a gunshot look stupid. <laughs> um, but this one was just like, I could see the composites guy. And yeah. I'm like, that's fine. I get it. Right. That's it. It's not hmm. any better than I could do right now. Well, to me, it's like, <laughs> I you can't do that. No, I can't no. do any of that. You don't know, do you not know how to do that? Oh, the sky, yeah, but I'm talking about the bowl. Like, I oh, no, 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 that shit, nothing. no, I'm just talking about the composite sky. Oh, yeah, it's like, I could do that shit, yeah. Um, but I'm not saying the uh, I mean, if it was battle between me and the actual person, it's like they're probably way better than me, but yeah, you're talking about for the budget wise, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, again, it's like, again, like, how what am I gonna ask for it? Yeah. You know, five million dollars to spend on shit, yeah. So I'm just like, all right, go ahead. Uh, for me, my only qualm is the dialogue at uh, at the breakfast table. Mm. Um, it's I think it's the first morning Ruth is home, and they're Come very the quickly ball. just talking about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, I like the pacing of it. Yeah, it's I very felt fast. like I needed one more scene color. of the. Yeah, I felt like it was very fast color, and I felt like I needed one more scene of Ruth and her daughter kind of like connecting, more. connecting for a second. Besides, but it was like just very window. like your mom has powers. She has powers. This is the powers. Your mom was an addict. This is what happened. <laughs> I didn't I fault like, it only because I had thought, I was just like, this is an effective scene that you do this with because sure. this is like the first time they're actually all sitting down. Yeah. I just needed, I think I just needed like when they're introduced, this is your mother. I think I just needed a little more in that scene for for the that. following scene to be like, not yeah. feel like. Because what it is. Because if it was my mom, I hadn't seen my whole life and I was 13 and then she just showed up. I need to be like, so you're my mom. That's yeah. cool. Well, I haven't heard anything about you, really. And I mean, that's kind of like a, again, a commentary of but like But she's just what, like so the, cool. Like, okay. that's the, I mean, that's a commentary yeah. of what yeah. Lila is. Where she's, she she's lived she a life without it. Where it's kind of like, you've not been in my life this entire time. So why does it matter? And so I would say this. In, actual, in all actuality, that dialogue is very Nolan-esque. It's a very expository dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's again, it's not it's exist. not so much the dialogue itself. Yeah. I just felt like it hadn't, I needed, it hadn't been earned yet to mm. be so candid. Hmm. I felt like there was a there was a little more weight to her coming home that the mom and her had, Bo and Ruth had, and I didn't get that with Lila yet. I just needed one more, even like forty five seconds uh, of a scene after they're introduced. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean technically speaking, no, that's my that. only qualm. It's, it's an hour. It's an no, hour totally and forty. That. No, Does that make sense? I mean, from a from an acting standpoint, it's like some things don't they don't <laughs> display the emotional impact of something to warrant something. So it's like visually, like before that scene-ish is that the night before there's the, there's basically the, this is your mom. Mm -hmm. And then we get a long shot and it freezes for a little while. And that's all we get before that scene. It doesn't go, okay, now we're allowed to have the scene where, okay, so this, this, just so straightforward about this. this, this. It's like, you know, we need to have a scene where there's a little bit of, like you said, like, so you're my mom. Connect a minute. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. there's a little bit more of a, it, it's like earn it. Yeah. That's it, really what I wrote. I said didn't. Yeah. Well, this me. is a, this is a very, it's a lean film. Yes. It's, oh yeah. It's not two hours. Yeah. No, sure. Yeah. So yeah, I would say like if there's anything, it's probably because it's like they were trying to go for t- run time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other qualms? I have something, but I want to go at the end because it's not. 
No. Particularly, um, yeah. Is it I like can, age range and black don't crack? Not at all. <laughs> I can I can go with one. Yeah, for sure. Do it. Um, I don't know. I just for me, I had and this Dorian is going to be one one qualm. Uh, if you preface with "Don't worry," I'm no because I know worry. you're going to interrupt me like halfway there. Like I just um, did. Like you just did. I already did. Yeah, uh, didn't even help. Just keep going. Uh, so, so I had a, I had a challenge for some reason watching this movie. Like it was there was something about it that it was interesting because I was like, okay, I'm, I was a little apprehensive going strong into female it. lead. Strong female lead. I was like, let's do it. But <laughs> this then, like, was built for you, right? The opening <laughs> the opening minutes were like, okay, I'm in. Like crazy, crazy stuff's happening. What's what's going on? And then for me, it kind of grinds to a halt. Um, in it's a, a Blade Runner esque slow burn. Yeah. Well, like. I wouldn't, I guess my, cause I would, I would classify things as slow burn of things that I enjoy. To me, this didn't feel like a slow burn because. Wait, no, that's not fair. You can't just classify a slow burn if you enjoy it. What, what do you mean? You said you only classified as a slow burn if you enjoy it. No, no, no. I'm saying there are movies that I've seen that had have a slow burn oh, that sure. I've enjoyed. Oh, I get what you're so saying. I'm not saying that the slow burn is the, the reason, reason I don't like it. It's yeah. the fact, it, to me, it didn't register as a, can I, as a burn at all. Can I make a guess? Mm-hmm. Just, just a guess. Yeah. Did you feel that the stakes weren't high? Yes. Is that why? I felt, well, because I, what I'm going to bring up later speaks to that. So I guess I'll bring it up now. That, that, yes. But that was, I guess, what I would consider my second qualm. Because like, for me, it was more of act two. It felt, it was kind of boring, to be honest. Like it was, it was hard for me to get through the emotional experiences. None of it felt and like important, like big enough, or like not enough happened to convince me of anything changing with the characters. So I, yeah. I guess I feel like the characters didn't go through much of a journey, and like nothing really happened with Ruth and her daughter for me to f- like feel like this big life changing event in the third act mm-hmm. makes like it didn't justify that to me, or like it didn't feel like it earned it. Um, I. And yeah. maybe it was maybe it was just because like I and I and like especially after listening to you guys talk a lot about it, yeah, I clearly missed out on a lot of symbolism and a lot of sure, um, like nuance nuance that would have maybe helped that. And I think it just something about it, I wasn't able to stay engaged with the movie, so it was so I was missing those things. Okay. I think. And then going into the third act, I guess my second one, um, I felt like because of my experience up until that point, which was not very engaged. There was nothing for me to. There was no epiphany for my for my me as a viewer. viewer. I don't have anything. There was no payoff because there was no setup in my view. Huh. Yeah, in a sense of like, so when that happened, and it was almost as if like when the rain thing happened, I was actually kind of confused for a second when, when she like because I didn't fully get that she stopped the seizure. I it filled it filled to me like I she mean, had the seizure and it was over. You don't get that until she kind of says it. That's what right. it is. It's but more of a it's a moment happens. in the moment. Yeah. And that's me, where like, the, the foreshadowing comes with the clouds in the background and stuff like that. I guess like that. that was like the, the the foreshadowing is what I missed. Didn't, is, is what I missed because like when that happens and then she's like rain just happens to her but then she doesn't like do anything. And like I feel like her character like she didn't do anything with that information and like it could have just not rained and the rest of the movie would have played out beat for beat exactly the same it did. I don't agree like, with that. Like I, so, so I guess I'm, I'm missing immediately the thing yeah. that that you disagree with me on like I didn't catch whatever you think would have made it a successful third act I was it's just I'm so my my originally I did have a qualm with that 
Mm-hmm. Originally, I did have a qualm and I wrote it down of the stakes aren't very high. Yeah. Um, but they're not but supposed then, to be. No, and that's that's my that was my realization as I went, this is a grounded film. It's real life. Yes, there's superpowers involved. Oh, and so for, I'm not even talking superpowers. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm, yeah. What I'm just saying is it's like this is real life and sometimes real life conflicts or change aren't inspired by big events. Yeah. Aren't inspired by these earth-shattering, crazy, big things. Sometimes change happens on its own accord and sometimes it's just living life. Much like a movie we covered earlier in this month, Friday. It's, it's a movie that is written to affect three to five people. That's that's the story. The story is yeah. about three to five people. Well, and, and I and I can appreciate movies like that. And I almost feel like the superhero aspects of it got in the way of the movie. And because to me, but the like, movie so that's, is like so that's, it's that's a very kind generic of, superhero setup. Government agents are after you. Small town. We've sure. seen that fifteen million times. But like to me, that wasn't so. That wasn't anything compelling about that aspect of the movie. So I just exited that out. So to me, I was I was I was diving into the characters. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, let me get something out of these characters at least, since the superhero plot is very B. So what can I get out it's of not even the characters? It's not even it's not superhero at all, really. I mean, well, it, well, they have you powers. Know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the powers X Men plot of it wasn't compelling enough for me to be engaged into that. So let me at least try to see if I can get engaged with the characters. And like in a perfect world, those two things, if you're bringing powers into the mix, those two things have like like the powers thing should affect the character's journey and vice yeah, versa. And it kind of does. The, power, but like, the powers are, while they look cool and, and add a, add a uniqueness to the story, they're there to hold the place of the power of connection between mothers and daughters. Yeah, sure. Um, so it's, it's, it's less of a so, face so I guess value. That, that was the part, like I didn't get the connection between the characters never really happened for me. Like it, like I didn't okay. get the significance of their, of the events that were happening, but that was yeah. just, I, I don't know where maybe it was in a weird place when I was watching it. Sure, but like, not it's for a nothing. it's a lot of nuance. It's a lot yeah. of nuance, and it's very um, it's I I want to say very character driven, but I feel like that's I mean uh, that takes be, away from it. But that, that I think that belittles belittles a little more. But it's it's more of a. So I just had a lot. Just I just had a hard time. <laughs> I, I had a hard time like placing it in my brain and like telling my brain what to do with the information and and what to care about the characters and where like so like the way i described it is it's very it's in the sense of like something like logan i know i bring that movie up a a lot but it is a movie about people that happen to have powers not a movie about people who have powers do you know what i mean yeah like yeah they have powers it's not what the fucking movie's about right the movie's about these people it's about their relationship and and it's that small change of like this is a movie about people who happen to have powers not a movie about people who have powers yeah that's yeah, and that's that what aspect this is about. Is fine, yeah. So it's like it's like so, a movie. But like Logan, I was way well. Logan more drawn has in. seventeen years worth of movie behind it. Yeah. So it's mu- it, it's kind of like I don't know if you have ever seen the movie Beginners, but it, this is essentially Beginners, mm-hmm. but instead of using yeah. cancer as the backdrop, it's powers, and it's something that brings people together. It's an event that brings people together, and the movie is about them coming together. It's not about the stakes. It's not about all yeah. these kind of things. Oh yeah, it's like, about it's about the I connection of these that. people. Yeah, right. And like so, from in my brain, I I wrote off the superhero. Like, don't even worry about trying to get invested in the in the, in the hero aspect of it. Yeah, it's a backdrop. It's a skin. Right. But for me, so that's why I was like, okay, well, let's focus on the characters. But for me, I didn't find anything in the characters either. Right. So to me, when it came down to the climax of the movie, there wasn't really 
anything for me to like be rooting for or to be happy that happened. Sure. It was just I mean, kind of like a again, that's that's a yeah. personal personal preference for me. Yeah. The, for me, the story of Ruth finding her home after being on the run for eleven years and trying all these different things and realizing everything she ever needed was there the whole time. She was just too blind to see it. Uh, for me, that was huge because I've I've had those. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's again, I mean, it's a personal baggage thing. Is I've had those moments of being like, no, everything's like gonna there. be fine forever, and then something happens, and I go, yeah, Things well, shit, I was not paying attention. Yeah, because I yeah. typically love stories like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. like I have no problem with with those kinds of narratives, but I didn't pick up on those things this in this watch through, like sure. the significance, like those those morals and those like theses that were in this movie that were very obviously there. I for some reason didn't pick up on them while okay. I was watching it, so I was sure. I was left kind of indifferent and confused at the end of the movie okay yeah i don't know we have gotcha. to watch it a few more times maybe and it'll kind of click or at least one i mean yeah once again it may not be your movie though that's right the thing about personal yeah. preference yeah all right can i talk now yes um i Good did God. stop so that you didn't do your uh, so i wouldn't interrupt <laughs> yeah there, there's a difference <laughs> between interruption and conversation over there. Yeah. well i mean when everyone started jumping i was like i'm still not gonna talk because ollie called me out so uh-uh. um what i'm gonna say okay. is yeah fucking it's nuance and it's like that's the thing where it's like the film is not trying to force feed you like messages that like you have to pick up on mm. like that's up to you yeah uh, to be engaged with it yeah and so it's like it's not gonna hold your hand being like this is what's at oh, stake and like it does that one time it does it one time it's like so why are they after you and that's it that's the one time that they do like if like they had a commercial break they would like reiterate what the plot was i'm right there with you and so like to it me, didn't grab me and that's the thing where it's like you have to engage with it instead of it trying to appease to you what do you mean by that that is like you have to meet the medium where it's at, not trying to expect egg, soft boiled egg to be eggs Benedict and appreciate the soft boiled egg to be a soft boiled egg. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's where this film is like, that's what I think because mo- a lot of films that we've touched don't have high stakes. Like, train spotting doesn't have high stakes. Like, other mm-hmm. fi- like, the notebook has no high stakes. Like, there are no, there's a lot of films that don't have high stakes. They may not have like, a-list actors yeah. or like well again I don't, know if I'm not, I don't know if I'm not conveying it right but I don't care about the I don't care about the the main plot of the movie like the stakes I, I don't care about them yeah I'm talking like even I'm talking about like emotional character stakes yeah. those are there in, in the place of world ending events there's world ending events in your mind well, it's like, relationships. It's not even relationships. Again, like, yeah. what, yeah. relationships. like I'm all for that well I mean does I there have to be stakes things. versus character development or yeah. character progression and development is different from progression like develop means like the character has then quote unquote learned something or the character has or progressed. Changed. And the character progression is that like at the beginning of the film, there is zero connection to a family. At the end of it all, the family has now coalesced. And it's not even because of like, like Josh said, no come to Jesus relapse moment. It's because that they actually gave the time to actually try to rebuild those bridges that were burnt. And we were given those pieces of like how these bridges got burnt. And so it's like those kind of connections that the audience have to make of like, this is a life of some that somebody that's a truth to these characters and this written story of yeah. like that's this story that's being taken place, not something that has to invoke and ask me to be part of, but like I'm getting getting a chance to be witness to of. witness it. Yeah, and so like Which that's is, it's, the, it's the genre. It's the, it's the type. Yeah, of I guess it just is. didn't like compel me enough to engage. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, know. I don't um, know. I don't know what else to say. There's nothing yeah. to say, <laughs> Caitlin. Uh, so for me. The, the one thing that, like, was, for whatever reason, a huge, like, pull-me-out-of-the-movie moment was the jukebox scene. Really? Yeah. It, there was something about, like, the timing with her mm-hmm. that just, I don't know why, 
It what about felt, the timing? It, if, I, like, if I just may probe a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, when she did the headbangs and then whatever, like, she was always offbeat by enough time where I was like, I became very aware of the music being overlaid and being specifically put so that it would be off time. I didn't notice that. Which drove me crazy. So like three it, times. It, mm. it really bothered me. And it's probably just, like, a personal thing. Yeah, like, it could be a, her own dance move type thing too maybe or it could be a backbeat thing it, yeah. yeah it just felt because that super seems like a thing where like typically that's on not, set they play the, it like that's not a right like Th- that's something that i don't think that's actually supposed to be in the film because that to me sounds like either an error or you're not and this sounds really weird you're not watching it no you know what i mean like it was definitely but um it, whatever it was it just like really took me out and made me think about technical things that I know I wasn't supposed to be thinking about at that moment. <laughs> so, like, You're supposed to be uh, focusing on her moment of reprieve. Right. From and everything. all I was thinking about was, yeah, timing and stuff and the decisions that were made behind the... I really like that scene. I, it drove me nuts. <laughs> I, that's cool. that, and that's fine. That's just yeah. my qualm. Um, but, and then my other one is just like the, it felt like because um, I, I did connect with like the the character arc for for Bo and for Ruth. Um, but it felt like it just took too long to like click in for me. Um, Cause I even wrote down somewhere that was like 70% somewhere. Want me to tongue food anyway, this? Um, it just took I'm a long sorry time. that relationships don't happen according to your plan. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. It just, it, 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 it wasn't anything about like relationships because I love slice of life stuff. I love that like, watching like the cereal scene uh, getting breakfast together i love stuff like that but something about the pacing for for things it was just like uh i didn't feel fully invested in the story until like 70 percent in the way and which felt weird because i liked a lot of what was happening it just didn't feel like i was fully like it, the world didn't melt away like it normally does when i watch movies until about 70 percent of the way through and then i was fully there and like nothing else mattered anymore but I don't know, like, I guess that's kind of a qualm. Sorry that it's not an anime form, Caitlin. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyway, Just a yeah. commentary more than a qualm. Yeah, yeah, Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. Gotcha. So that was it for me. Cool. <laughs> rating. Uh, right? Rating. So who's first, Corey? You have you took all the notes. Uh, Caitlin's first. Uh, oh, shit. Hold on. Then it's me oh. and Josh, and then it's Tom and Ali. Oh, why me? You got two from Ali and Josh. Man, you guys go fuck yourselves. All right, go ahead, Kayla. 3.7. 3.7. It just, I wasn't, normally I'm very easy to entertain, but for, yeah, you are. I, really I guess like, you didn't like the movie. I yeah. did like the movie. So stop. But uh, I liked it. It just, th- there was something about when I'm entertained, I'm fully melted in. Like, and I like slow burns and everything, but something about this just didn't click right for me. I don't know what parts it was. I like indie films and everything, but. This just didn't sit right for me. So that's ne- it for me. Next. Uh, that would be me or Josh. Go. I knew it. I fucking knew it. You always do that, Josh. <laughs> so then you go. go. Okay. Here, here, uh, here. We'll Rochambeau. One, two, ready? Rochambeau. Rochambeau. Oh, my God. There we uh, go. So, so Corey. So, uh, <laughs> that was great, though. That was really awesome. All right, so everyone at home. But that's out of two out of three. Uh, everyone <laughs> that wasn't uh, watching it, uh, it was first scissors, scissors and then paper. And then and okay. rock, rock beat scissors. scissors. Um, so 4.7. 4.7. Yeah, this is, a, for me, a really important film. Again, it hits a lot of checkpoints for me, but I really think 
bending the genre of superpowered people is really important, especially as we're getting to this point where the market is flooded with billion-dollar movies telling this kind of story. I think it's refreshing to see an under $100,000 film about this kind of thing that focuses, again, not on the... Pa- Look, I pulled the Josh. Not on the powers, <laughs> but on the uh, the aspects of the relationships and what they can bring. And I want to say as well... like, I And think you, I'm a sucker for mothers. It's a cool thing that Barry Jenkins, yeah. who won the Best Picture Award for Moonlight, is the one that did the panel that Corey and I have been like quoting. And that he like was the one that kind of like has brought it so far into the forefront because mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what has to happen um, is that filmmakers are going to have to start fighting for filmmakers. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, on top of that, I think it's just important to get this kind of representation not only for uh, black actors and actresses, but also a fully... What are you laughing at? Nothing. A fully, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a fully-fledged female lead movie, uh, which, especially in the superhero genre... Is never seen. Yeah. Uh, who's yeah. next? Yeah, it's me. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Oh. Um, I did like the movie. Um, there oh. are certain aspects. You truly like the movie. Uh, there are certain. I'm a. I'm a sucker. <laughs> Let's be real here. I'm a sucker. Um, I. I have to say that this movie is a lot more important than. Uh. I think many people know. Uh, watching this movie, yes, it's it is a quote. It's a movie with powers, but I, I am a sucker for an addiction movie. I really yeah. am. That addiction is involved. <gasps> so you're um, the addiction movie guy. You're the generation movie guy. You're the I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, don't I try. Will. I will. The, the, the thing about this is that. So again, going back to like it's a it's a real world. It's slice of life kind of thing. There just happens to be powers involved. Um. Addiction and stopping what you're an addict of is only the first. It's only the first wall or the speed bump that you meet. I mean, the true thing isn't it like you're always recovering, you're always battling it. Yes. I just there's a part of me that I I don't completely agree with that aspect. But I mean, that's a, a, that's a school of thought. It's but that's you can say that with anything where mm-hmm. with a with trauma or mm-hmm. anything like that. Some people can say, oh, you're always this. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a, you learn yeah. to relate to it differently, and so with. With Ruth uh, watching her scenes, you know, knowing that she's been sober for even just a few months, and uh, the tra- the the tremors are still going, and she's still it's the just it's, it's 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 just uh, emotionally important yeah. that I think, and just the way that it was portrayed, and yeah, it's cool that there are powers involved. You know what I mean? It's kind of like oh, that's really fun. Well, I, I really like that aspect of it, but it's not the most important part about it. Yeah, and I'm, I mean, I think. Like what I like, I'll just fucking go to my rating then. Yeah, it's you and Ali next. Yeah. So and I'll go because I know, I know you'll you'll bring us home, baby. Um, so uh, for me, uh, going off Josh, so mine's a mine's gonna be a four point three, um, and I I put it at that high, um, and other films I have not, and especially with such a film like of this quote unquote caliber and quality, uh, is because I I like to think that when and this sounds really fucking douchey. Uh, I studied film, right? And so, like, I understand, like, the writing and the message and the nuance and, like, I guess just the overall, like, temperament of what the film industry is doing and how this film came out in 2019 and what this film is trying to say about other films. Um, And I think, to me, overall... Even with their budgetary... Overall, films don't talk about films. And films that don't talk about films or what it's trying to be and what it's trying to say, I think 
are next to garbage because I hate that. Um, and this is like sounds really terrible. It was like I are don't you being pedantic right now. Uh, almost patronizing, I would say. Oh, like, this okay. is like this is like what it sounds like. Worse. It, it sucks. Like, it sucks to say this. It's like I really don't like where it's like it's purely entertainment. Where it's like we've talked about so many times how much film can be something more, and then this film is one of those films. It's trying to actually break through the boundaries of what art is, and instead of it just being purely a money machine or like a popcorn eater. Um, and I like that. And like even though like and I said this to Corey when I first watched it, I was like, I can hundred percent tell you why. People, the the oh, distribution company said they didn't know how to market that it. That was so for those of you who don't know, that was one of my main uh talking points of this film is like I couldn't figure out one of the things they were like, we don't know how to market this, so we're not gonna distribute it. And uh, I think they were with a larger studio that were like, We don't know how to sell this, so they cut ties, meaning they could only put it in twenty five theaters. And it always like confused me. I was like, How in twenty nineteen do you not know how to market a superpower film with three strong black female leads? And it's because of those probably exact things. And it's, Which is sad. And that's the mm-hmm. thing where it's like no one wants, like, not I'm going to say no one, but a massive audience doesn't want to see that. They want to see capes. They want to see suits. They want to see high-budget octane action. And Code Black Films released this film in such a way where it's like it does speak the truth of, like, you can't have films that, like, aren't, like, meshed in a way where it's, like, 70% fat and, mm-hmm. and, and 30% meat. And like that shit tastes hella good though. You know what I'm saying? Fat tastes good. But delicious. like this film is like more just brain. <laughs> Butter food, is right? so good. Um, and it's tough. And that's the thing where it's like you have to play both lines. You have to play like entertainment as well as business, as well as message, as well as art, as well as like what 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 lines do you do you cross? What lines do you toe? And this film is one of the ones that took risks. And that's why I'm saying, like, to me, I'll always go it's for the ones the right that direction. will take risks over the ones that are just gonna be box office successes. Um, because that's not what progresses the art. Right. Like technology and risks do. Like making movies that no one knows that you can make. You're not even allowed to make. And no one, apparently no one since now thought they could make a film about three black women. Mm-hmm. About motherhood. About powers being intrinsically tied to powers. Mm-hmm. And so like they have to make it where it's like deep in trauma. Parents die. Blah, 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 blah. blah. See the fucking pearls, David Barry. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, no, he gives Shout that a lot of shit, but I'll Barry. say this. I will watch every Bruce, oh, I will see every Thomas and Martha Wayne death until the end of time. All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Holly, bring us home, baby. Uh, for me, it's a uh, 3.5. Um, 3.5. Like I said, the acting was really good. Cinematography was great. Um, I really enjoyed, I enjoyed watching it. Um, it was just the pieces were great. It just didn't coalesce um, for, sure. for me, and then it it started didn't to paint the whole picture. It then started to hinder my enjoyment of the movie. Well, start, the you end. started seeing the pieces more than the whole, and that's that right. happens. Yeah. yeah, you start, and that's that's the thing I would say that's tough is sometimes when like you analyze things so much, like the analyze means to break apart. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then synthesize me to put back together. That does yeah. put you as the grump of the week. It does <gasps> so all those go. who guessed like me. Yeah, our winners. Uh, as so well. else did? Tom and Kaylin and our Nerd on Nation member Dana P. Oh, Dana! Dana. Dana. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, sorry to the other folks who guessed me. Dana knows I was me the so highest well. rating. <laughs> Y'all got it backwards. Oh, uh, you are the highest rating. Yeah, I'm four point seven. Oh. Uh, this was, I, I mean, same as same as you, same as Josh. This has just hit me in a way. Yeah, in some much kind of like, way. What I much like for different reasons. Yeah, but much like. Um, how I like Dark Knight Rises more than Batman Begins. It yeah. just, I think it hit me at an important time. I've watched this uh, four times now. Well, wow. it's like how I like Joker more than you did. I definitely need sure. to watch it again because I immediately, like, and I know it wasn't like really the day because I immediately afterwards watched Jane Silent Bob reboot and I was bawling. 
So, <laughs> so like you're an emotional that mess. Was, there was something, some kind of disconnect. So for yeah. sure, I, should, I, 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 I gotta I watch, to watch that it now. Again. I need to watch reboot. I'm very interested to see what they do with the series that they're developing. Like it's I'm, oh yeah, I'm it's, it's coming. To see. Well, yeah, it's a, oh yeah, they're oh, making yeah. a TV series out of it. Yeah, I think oh, uh, who's fun. producing it? I don't know. It's Viola Davis's. That's it, uh, Viola Juby. Davis. But I'll, I'll say this: everyone at home, watch your indie films. Watch some from directors you don't know, from writers you don't know, but you know something that you think is kind of pertinent to like today's life. And I think you'll be surprised more than not that how many independent and original ideas are not being pushed mm-hmm. to the forefront. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I think just on this note, it, it, something that Bonnie and I try to do uh, every now and then is to kind of look at, like, locally we have, like, the Lemley. Yeah. And so it's it's nice to sometimes look at those and go, Unfortunately, I've never heard of that. Didn't play there. Yeah, but, I mean, they do so often sad. show movies yeah. that are, nobody's ever heard of. And it's great to see those. Yeah. Um, no matter what, like In fact, I believe Thursdays at the Lemley uh, is independent film night. Nice. And they, mm. they always have one that rotates every Thursday. It's a different one. Corey and I yes. saw Billy Zane at one. We did see yeah. Billy Zane. <laughs> and I heard one of the greatest quotes uh, I've ever oh heard. Oh my God. We were, I was sitting next to these two people and Billy Zane was there because he was an independent film oh and no. people were taking pictures and interviewing. And there's two guys next to me. I was like trying to take a picture because shout out to Mikey who's been on the show. We have an ongoing joke about Billy Zane and Zane in the membrane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was taking a picture and I hear this guy go, who's that? And he goes, dude, you're a fucking idiot. It's Imhotep. Oh no! <laughs> I was like, that's not. I will uh, say this though, Imhotep. He could have been my Lex Luthor. Yeah, for sure. Billy oh, Dane. Yeah. Oh, oh hell yeah! Nice. Anyway, take anyway. us home, Josh. That <laughs> was fast color. <laughs> Billy Zane off the tracks. Uh, everybody at home, thank you so much for listening. If you have seen Fast Color, please reach out to us on social media. We would love to hear your thoughts. Uh huh. Um, let us know if you have Please. a rating for it. Uh, who you thought the Grump was? If you know Gugu, let's get her on the show. <laughs> Please. Please, I am in. Um, yeah, share us with your friends, your family, anybody you know. Share it. Uh, stop by, rate, review us. There's a whole lot of ways you can support the show, and that is one of those ways. Guerrilla marketing really helps. Word of mouth. Uh, dig it. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Share we- it with your mothers. Share it with your daughters. Yes. Look them right in the eye and be like. I'm not wearing Oh my God. <laughs> felt it. <laughs> I felt it coming. Um, That's what she but, said. <laughs> oh no. Oh, okay. Ending yeah. here now. Uh-huh. It gets you thicker know the drill. and then it gets warm. You know the drill, as always. Nerd on. <laughs>